0: Hi, I'm Pastor Barry, pastor of St. Peter Baptist Church Ministries in Aurora, North Carolina. Welcome to A Few Minutes of Faith podcast. Thank you for joining us on our third week of exploring the fruit of the Spirit. Today, on the second day of this third week, we're going to talk about temperance. Temperance, or what is more widely known as self-control, is a characteristic of the Spirit and His influence in our lives. It is defined as mastery over one's desires and passions. To best understand what self-control looks like, let's turn to the Word of God and see this quality at work in our Lord and Savior, our example, Jesus Christ himself. Matthew 26, verse 50 through 53. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on him, and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then Jesus said unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels? Beloved, in the text, we see the moment of Christ's betrayal as it is at hand. Led by Judas, a band of men come and arrest Jesus in the garden where he was praying. They lay hands on him, the original text implies, with force, and prepare to lead him off. One of the disciples, identified as Peter in a different gospel, takes out his sword and strikes one of the men. Jesus rebukes Peter and teaches the disciples something that they may have missed during their time with him. He, Jesus, needed no protection, no swords, no army of men, no forts. Jesus was clear that he could receive a host of angels to come to his side at a simple request. This passage reveals Jesus' self-control, not just in this moment, but more importantly, in all of his moments. We understand that as Christ endured the crucifixion, he restrained himself from seeking rescue or revenge. In moments of extreme pain and agony, he chose not to demonstrate power or authority over men. But if we only look into moments of pain and anguish, we will miss that Jesus demonstrated temperance at all times. The power to call upon a legion of angels was not given at the moment he was arrested. It was always his. When he walked on water, when he fed the 5,000, when he cleansed the temple, when a crowd sought to throw him off a cliff. But in his greatest act of self-control, with meekness, with meekness he never mentioned it. He doesn't proclaim his power and ability over his disciples or those that seek to harm him. He doesn't announce it as an open display of his self-control. Instead, he walks in temperance, even when it's not recognized or praised by others. In the text, he mentions it to the disciples to keep them from engaging in violence on his behalf. In Christ's example, we see that temperance is a virtue that is displayed in our daily lives, not just in moments of intense emotions or desire. In reality, it's in those intense moments where we may find it more difficult to display temperance if we haven't been walking in it beforehand. Beloved, mastering our passions and desires cannot be done outside of the Spirit. If we are to produce temperance, if we are to be like Christ, we must abide in Christ. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Greek words we have translated as a sound mind means self-control and discipline. Through the Spirit, we have been given the power to master ourselves, our desires, emotions, drives, and passions. So today, let us walk in this fruit. Let's examine our actions and attitudes and demonstrate self-control, whether others recognize it or not. And thank you for a few minutes of faith.